Are you ready for God's word? All right, 1 Chronicles, Old Testament, 1 Chronicles chapter 4. In verse number 1, 1 Chronicles chapter 4, verse number 1. I want to say how nice it is to see Tom Dyer here today. Tom, we've been praying for you, and uh, you went through surgery. You look great. We're, you know, he, he got some news that was kind of iffy, and I called him up, and we're talking, and he said, now get this, you just, remember, think about it, you just had surgery for cancer. There's more they have to do yet. And I said, Tom, I said, I heard you got some not so good news. And he said, Pastor Dan, the whole story hasn't been written yet. Man, did that bless me. That blessed me. That was a word of faith right there, brother. Amen. So we're just expecting that God's going to finish what he started. It's really good to have you here today. All right, 1 Chronicles chapter 4. Are you all there? How many of you are using some kind of electronic device for your scripture today? <laughs> what a day we live in. Isn't that great? Does God hear me? We're continuing this series today. Does God hear me? And, and today, really, the subtitle is Living in Blessing. Um, so, I, I just want to say, history is one of the great loves of my life. I love history. Um, I read much about the Civil War. I read much about World War II. A little about World War I. I read nothing about Vietnam. I don't like that war at all. I read presidential biographies on President Washington, Lincoln, John Adams, John Quincy Adams. I love John Quincy Adams. You need to read about John Quincy Adams. Um, uh, Andrew Jackson, his big goal of his administration was to get the country completely out of debt, and he did it. President Reagan, Kennedy, I love biographies, I love history. From history, we can learn from other people's mistakes, and if we're smart enough, we'll make sure we don't make the same mistakes. But history also, we can learn from something good they did, and if we're smart enough, we're going to follow that pattern as well. In the Old Testament, the Apostle Paul said, actually in 1 Corinthians, he said, we need to learn from the example of those from the Old Testament so that we will not do the dumb, well, he didn't use dumb, but the dumb things that they did, and we will do the wise things that they did. We will follow the right example. So this week, as we were studying, does God hear me? I thought that I would, God really led me to this passion, passionate, passion, passage of Scripture. I want to see if you're listening. I get my tongue ready, because this is going to be hard to read. And this passage of Scripture, so that we can learn from these great guys from the Old Testament. The Old Testament is very exciting. Follow as I read. Please. 1 Chronicles chapter 4, verse 1. The descendants of Judah, Perez, Hezron, Carmi, Hur, Shobal, Re'ah, son of Shobah, was a father of Jahath, 
and Jahath, the father of uh, Hummel, and Lahad, and these were the clans of the Zorahites, and these were the sons of Edom, Jezreel, Ishma, and Idbash. How am I doing so far? And their sister, can you imagine naming your daughter this? Her, their sister was named Hazel El Pony. I don't know if that's right. You know, we're going to have to go to heaven before we know how to pronounce these words. And Peniel was the father of Gedor, and Ezra the father of Hushoth. And these were the descendants of her, the firstborn of Ephrathoth. And, and father of Bethlehem, I got that one. And Asher, the father of Tekoa, had two wives, um, Helah and Narah. And Narah bore him Ahazam, Hefer, that's a great name, Tamini and Hahash Terry. And these were the descendants of Naara, the sons of Helah and Zerah and Zohar, Etnam and Kaz. You know what's really great? You don't know if I'm pronouncing these right or not. Who was the father of Anub and Hazobiba? And the clans of Aherhel, son of Naram. Wow. Aren't you glad you came to church to learn this? And right smack dab in the middle of that. And Jabez was more honorable than his brother's. His mother had named him Jabez because I gave birth to him in pain. And Jabez cried out to the God of Israel, Oh, that you would bless me and enlarge my territory. Let your hand be with me and keep me from all harm so that I will be free from pain. Folks, something happened here in the scriptures. We need to catch it. Don't miss this. In the midst of the genealogy, so-and-so begat, so-and-so begat, so-and-so begat, so-and-so. And everyone says, who cares? And right in the middle of that, boom, there's Jabez, and God takes two scriptures. Two whole scriptures. That's all there is in the whole Bible. You can say a lot about a man in two scriptures. And God paused and said, all these other guys are important because they're in genealogy, but somebody stood out in the midst of it. And his name is Jabez. And when God says, I want future generations to know about Jabez. So that's what we're doing. Back in Bible days, a man lived up to his name. Kind of a weird thing going on there. Um, like Jacob. Jacob, his name means deceiver, but, but also overcomer. And he lived up to that. Abraham, name, father of many. Uh, he lived up to that. Solomon, his name was peace. And there's peace in the land. They kind of lived up to that. 
Now, we do that sometimes now. If you know, you know baseball history, there's Cal Ripken Jr., and he was called Iron Man because he had the, the string of, of consecutive games. And then LeBron James, who is the best basketball player on the planet Earth. And if you don't believe that, just ask him. He'll tell you. And then there's Jabez. His mother named him Pain. Pain. What an awful name. Everybody knew his name was Pain, just as they know my name is Dan. They would go up to him and say, hey, you're a pain. It was awful. So I can imagine him, you know, in a crowd, they have a fellowship, and they have youth group after church, and, hey, what's your name? Well, my name is Mary, my name's Joseph, and my name's Jacob, and my name's, you know, whatever. And what's your name? My name is pain, sorrow, grief. That was his name. That was his destiny. He had a bad environment. His mother didn't think much of him. I mean, how, would, how could you name someone like that? It was, it was like he probably, I'm, I'm guessing, got in a lot of fights because of his name. Uh, remember the Johnny Cash song, A Boy Named Sue? And, and, and we see this happening with Jabez. And, and every time he heard his name, he was reminded, I'm just thinking he was reminded of his of his negative destiny this is this is what he had to live up to that he was going to be a pain to everybody around him probably had a very negative opinion of himself maybe that's what drove him out to god though he came to the end of himself and he found and we find through his story the only way that we can get beyond where we are is when we call out to god see god can change our future our past isn't all that important to God. What's important to God is our present. And if we love him in the present, he will change our future. And this is what happened in the life of Jabez. It didn't matter how big of a pain he was. It didn't matter what his environment was. It didn't matter what his, his reputation was. It didn't even matter what his mother thought of him. What mattered is what God thought of him. And here's what God thought of him. God said right here in verse number 9. He was more honorable than his brothers. Now, this did not mean he was more honorable than his siblings. It meant brothers was the whole nation of Israel, that there was no one more honorable than this man that the world said was a pain. Folks, it's not important what other people think of you. It's not even important, in this case, what your mother thinks of you. The thing that's important is what God thinks of you. That God understands that, you have a, that He has a plan for you. He has hope for you. He has a future for you. So just get beyond what you've heard about yourself. Let's begin to see who we are in God. And Jabez was called by God more honorable than anybody else. So Jabez began to believe God. He lived a life that was pleasing to God. He rose above his expectations. But how did he do that? We're going to see right here in the scripture. He cried out to God for God's help. So the title today, Does God Hear Me? Well, here's a man who needed God's help. And he began to cry out to God. You see, the beginning, the beginning of receiving anything from God is faith. I have to have faith 
that when I call out to God, that he hears me. I have to have faith to believe that when I call out to God, that he is going to answer me. I have to have faith that I'm not relying in my own strength, my own energy, my own goodness, because I have none. When I have a need, I must cry out to God and have the absolute faith that God is with me and God heard me. You see, Jabez, he cried out to God. He knew that God was going to hear him. Interesting here. God did not say, Jabez, for me to answer you, you're going to have to jump through a whole bunch of hoops. You're going to have to read the Bible through 10 times in the next six months. You're going to have to say 27 Hail Marys. All you have to do, Jabez, this is what God said. You just have to have faith that I hear you. Faith that I'm going to answer you. And we need to reach out to God. Folks, it's good to cry out to God, and it's good to read the Bible. I'm not saying that. I am saying this, though, that we must believe and have faith that God hears us, and we're going to see that through the life of Jabez. See, Israel and his brothers had a history of doubt and unbelief. From the 12 spies that went into the promised land, 10 of them came back very negative. We cannot do what God says we can do. They were negative. Crossing the Red Sea, they just knew they were going to die. Uh, possessing the promised land, they, they knew, well, you know, they wandered in the desert for 40 years. But Jabez had faith, and he believed that God heard him. So he began to pray. And what did he pray, folks? This will just change you if you allow it. He prayed, first of all, look at this, in verse number 10. Oh, that you would bless me. He prayed for the favor of God. Oh, that you would bless me. His mother didn't bless him. His mother came down on him. His friends despised him. I could just see it with a name like that. But he prayed to God that, God, you would bless me. He's basically saying, God, do more for me than I can do for myself. And, and, and God, while you're at it, I'm not even going to ask you how to bless me. I trust you. Just bless me. Just bless me. I need, I need your hand upon my life. I just need your blessing. I trust your judgment. So we need to ask ourselves today, folks, is that a good prayer? Is it okay to ask God to bless us? We need to ask ourselves. Because some people say, well, that's very selfish. That's very self-serving. Why in the world then, right in the middle of all these, this genealogy, did God stop and pause and say, wait a minute, there's a man here I want you to know about. His name is Jabez, and Jabez had the nerve to ask me to bless him. Folks, you don't have to ask God to bless you, but I'm going to. I want God to bless me. Well, I'm going to ask him for you, but I want it for me. I want, I want God's blessing in my life. We might say, won't God automatically bless me? Oh, you might. But I want God to bless me. I want God to bless me. I want God to bless my family. I want God to bless me. And, and the Holy Spirit, as he was having the writer write this, he stopped and said, for generations, I want them to know that God will answer the prayer if you ask God to bless me, that God will bless. Bless me. Basically saying this, that your favor might rest on me. Uh, Jesus in the New Testament has said, he grew in wisdom and in stature and in favor with God and man. We see John the Baptist, also in the New Testament. He had the favor of God on him. We see Mary, the mother of Jesus. She, had, she was highly favored. It was the favor of God. It was a blessing of God. And God really used these people. And I want God's spirit upon me. I want the blessing of God. So it's okay to pray for this. It's okay to do it. See, once we have the favor of God, there's nothing that we cannot do that God wants us to do. 
if we have the favor of God. We're just going to walk spiritually with our head up and our chest out. And we're saying, man, I'm a child of God. I have the favor of God. I have the blessing of God. I'm going to say what God wants me to say. I'm going to do what God wants me to do because my God is with me because I have his blessing in my life. Favor. We pray, Lord, may your anointing rest on me. May the power of God come upon me. When people see me, may they see you. That's the, the blessing of God. So bless me, bless me, bless me, bless me. Lord, bless me with peace. Bless me with hope. Bless me with joy. Bless my wife. Bless my children. Bless my grandkids. Bless my heart. Bless my soul, my mind, my body. Lord, I need your blessing. I'm weak without you. I'm nothing without you. Lord, I need your blessing in my life. How about this one? Lord, I need your blessing. May my resume go to the top of the stack. Why not? That's what the Bible says. That's why in the midst of all those words, that you, those names, you guys were laughing trying to watch me pronounce those. Next time, I'm going to have eight volunteers to come up and read those, okay? And right in the middle of that, Jabez, he prayed, God bless me. And God was making it known that he wants to bless his children. Aren't you thankful for the blessing of God? You better say amen. And then what did he pray? He prayed this. Oh, Lord, that you would bless me. And then enlarge my territory. He's praying for the provision of God. Enlarge my territory. Lord, he's saying, I'm asking God today that you would meet my needs. But as, as we pray, as he's praying, enlarge my territory, he's saying this. Lord, I'm asking that you would meet my needs. And then I'm asking, because of that, that you're going to be able to meet the needs of my children. And because my territory is going to be larger, that you're going to meet the needs of my grandchildren. What's wrong with that? What's wrong with praying and asking God to bless you and your children and your grandchildren? This is what Jabez was doing here, and God was honoring him. Enlarge my territory. He's saying, Lord, I, I pray that you would give me enough, that I would not be in want. David said it in Psalm 23. You, you, you know this. The Lord is my shepherd. I what? Shall not want. If we shall not want... That means that God is our shepherd and he's going to make sure that every need we have is going to be met. And that might be a physical need, it might be a financial need. I just know that God is there to meet our needs. And Jabez is praying, oh God, would you enlarge my territory? Would you meet every need? Would you take care of every situation that I'm going through right now? Folks, that's the way we need to pray. Wow. See, in the book of Proverbs it says, the writer said, I'm going to paraphrase it. God, don't give me so much that I feel like I don't need you anymore. Don't give me so little that I have to be dishonest to have my needs met. But Lord, give me just enough. That's the provision of God. That's what Jabez is praying. Personally, my dad prayed this. My dad's dad, my grandpa was a mean, mean man. I didn't say this, but at his funeral, his children, not my dad, my uncle said, that was probably the meanest man that ever lived. That's my grandpa. I know where to honor them, okay, I, but I'm trying to make a point here. They would sit down and eat 
And my grandpa would sit at the table with his wife and five children. He would not let them eat until he was done eating. The kids had to watch dad eat. And if there was any food left, they could eat. But often there was no food left. They had nothing. My dad and his uncle, or my, my uncles, they had to go to the neighbors and steal food in order to eat. The neighbors, after a while, caught on what was going on, and they would put food out on the windowsill so the Dean boys could have something to eat. That was Grandpa. My dad said, when he gave his life to Jesus, not me. Bless me, Lord. Bless my children. Enlarge my territory. My dad worked hard. He went to school three days. He had to scrap to make a living. But he had five miles to feed. Well, seven, well, five, seven he and mom. And he worked, and he worked, and he worked, and we always had something to eat. And if there wasn't enough to eat, guess who ate last? It was dad. The kids always ate. Enlarge my territory. Lord, I'm asking you to meet the needs of my family. I'm asking you to take care of all the needs, the financial needs, the health needs. Lord, enlarge my territory. And this is exactly what Jabez is saying here. Then how about we even look at it, maybe a, a little different twist on there. Maybe he's saying, Lord, in, enlarge my circle of influence. Let me, let me get beyond myself and let me be a blessing to those around me. Lord, give me an opportunity to tell others the goodness of God. Enlarge my influence. Man, Jabez was quite a man, and that's why God gave him these two verses. Awesome guy. The third prayer. Oh, that you would bless me, number one. Enlarge my territory, number two. Let your hand be with me. That's number three, the strength of God, the strength of God. Ezekiel said it, said it really well. He said, the hand of the Lord was upon me. Read through Ezekiel sometime and count how many times Ezekiel says this, the hand of the Lord was upon me. The hand of the Lord was upon me time and time again. Isn't that what you want? That's what I want. I want the hand of God on me, okay? The strength of God. So, so basically what Jabez is saying, Lord, your hand upon me is all I need. I need your power. I need your strength. I need your anointing in my life. I need to see that you are in charge. I need to know that no weapon forged against me is going to prosper. I need your strength. I need you to fill me with your Holy Spirit. I need someone greater than me to watch over me. This is what Jabez is praying today. I need to know, God, that you will never leave me nor forsake me, and I will know that if your hand continues to be upon me. We need the hand of God. Lord, let your hand be upon me. Let it be so close that, that I can never get out of your touch. I, I need your hand upon me. I need to be in your shadow. I need to know that when I'm in trouble, you're going to be there. You're going to run to me. And this is exactly what he's doing here. I just want to be close to you. Um, have you ever put a baby to bed? That could be quite a chore, a challenge sometimes, can't it? But there are times that I see, and, and I've done this a, a thousand times. I'm not exaggerating. Three kids, I'm not exaggerating. You take them, you put them in your arms. You see this at Walmart all the time. In the midst of all the confusion, in the midst of all the noise, in the midst of all the distractions, in the midst of all the people walking in Walmart with their pajamas on. 
you'll, you'll, see, you'll see a mom or dad holding their baby, and what are they doing? I've seen people hold a bag of groceries like this. I said, that's a mom. <laughs> the hand, the hand, the gentle touch. The baby is crying. The baby is stirring. You begin to hold them and pat them. The hand of mom or dad is upon this child. And sooner or later, the child is going to rest. And the child is going to feel comfortable. And the child is going to look up in the mother's eyes and say, thanks, mom, that's awesome. You know, that's how I'm envisioning what they're thinking. And, and, and just patting them. And in the midst of a storm, in the midst of Walmart, in the midst of noise, it doesn't matter. They're comforted because the hand of mom and dad is upon them. This is what Jabez is saying. Lord, I want your hand on me. When I'm going through the storms of life, when I'm going through some difficult times, I need to know that your hand is on me. When I'm stressing out, when I just don't know what to do, when I don't know where to turn, and as, as we talked last week with Jehoshaphat, Lord, I don't know what to do, but my eyes are on you. Here's what's happening. The Lord is holding you, and he begins to pat you, and he says, I am with you. I will not leave you. I will not forsake you. I dare anyone to come and try to take you out of my hands. I'm holding you. I care about you. I love you. And this is what Jabez is praying. Lord, I need your hand to be upon me. Awesome. The fourth part of his prayer. Lord, that you would bless me, that you would enlarge my territory, that your hand be with me, and that you will keep me from all harm, keep me from pain. The protection of God. The King James Version, keep me from evil. I'm going to look at two different twists here. When you're experiencing the blessing of God, when you're experiencing the provision of God, when you're experiencing the hand of God, when you're experiencing that all things are going well, get ready for some spiritual warfare. When you're seeing God move in your life and God's moving in your family, you better keep your eyes and ears open because the devil doesn't like it and he wants to take you out. So Jabez is praying, Lord, when you answer these other prayers, I want to be ready and I want to be sensitive because I understand spiritual warfare and I need God's protection upon my life. So he's saying, keep me from all harm. See, harm comes in all sizes and shapes. Harm is sneaky. It's subtle. It's surprising at times. And we don't always see evil coming so we're saying, Jabez is saying, Lord, would you be my eyes? Would you be my ears? Would you be aware of what's going on around me? And when these things are starting to come against me, I'm asking that you would protect me. When you see these things before I see them coming, Lord, I'm asking that you would just, just go before me and watch over me. And by the way, if the Lord, is, his hand is on you, he doesn't have far to run, does he? He's right there. I know I've shared this story before, but it just came to my heart as I was studying. When I was in high school, for some crazy reason that I won't explain right now or describe, I had six guys jump me down at the old varsity aisle, down where the car wash is, down by the railroad tracks. When my life was about to end, you know, my life the way I knew it was about to end, um, I was scared, but you know, when you're scared, you got to act like you're not. I don't know if that's smart or stupid. I don't know, but 
I was scared because six guys were going to just jump me and they were just going to whoop on me. <laughs> I was a nice guy, I thought. Out of nowhere. I mean, out of nowhere. Shock above all shocks. My brother Steve came right around the corner. My brother Steve likes pain. I was 16, he was 23. And he stood, literally stood, between those six guys and me. And he said, if you guys want some fun, bring it on. You know what? I felt strong. I felt courage. I felt confidence. Because I believed that my brother could whoop all six of those guys, and I could stand there and watch. If you're a big brother, I want you to take note. Don't be so quick to pick on your younger siblings. You're there for a reason. You strengthen them. You comfort them. You help them. You encourage them. Pick on them. Yes, that's what brothers do. I understand that. But, but they need to know that you got their back. I see you guys out here. But folks, this is a story of God that when I sense the overwhelming presence of the enemy coming against me, as Jabez prayed, Lord, I pray that you would be my protector. And God will come and stand between you. He will run interference between the enemy and you. He is there to watch your back. He is there to watch your front. He's there to take care of you. And that's what Jabez, he knew what God would do, but he's praying anyhow, Lord, just in case, would you protect me? Would you protect me from harm, protect me from evil? Folks, we get in trouble when we try to fight the devil in our own strength. We cannot do that. We, are, we don't have the ability, the strength to do it. But with God we can. With God we can stand. With God we can be strong. And this is what Jabez is praying. And just like Steve came and just stood between us, that's what God wants to do. And that's what Jabez is praying that would happen. And you know what? It, he wasn't even going through trouble right then. But he said, Lord, just in case, in the future, whenever it happens, I'm praying this, Lord, would you be my protector? Protect me from harm and keep me from pain. Wow, that's what God would do. Does God hear me? Well, some might say, Pastor, it's a great story, but I, I don't know if we should still ask God to bless us. I just seem self-serving. Jesus taught us to pray in the Lord's Prayer. Your kingdom come. And when God's kingdom comes, the power, the blessing, the anointing, the authority of God is wrapped around our life. Jesus taught us to pray that. And some might say, but I don't know if we should pray for God's strength. I mean, he kind of just has us doing our own thing down here. Jesus said in the Lord's Prayer, your will be done. And when God's will is done, the enemy is going to flee. When God's will is done, we're going to walk in power and victory. This is, this is a promise. Now, it doesn't mean we're not going to have some difficulties because God's going to teach us through those things, but we know the end results. He will take us through those things. And some say, man, I don't know if we should pray for the provision of God. I don't know. That, that seems you know, a little much, asking God to take care of my daily bread. 
But isn't that what Jesus taught us to pray? Give us this day our daily bread. This day? I have no trouble asking God to pray for our daily bread. I have no trouble asking God to do provide. I have no trouble with that whatsoever because that's what the Word of God says to do. He is my source. He is my source. I am not my source. This church is not my source. HP is not your source. Wherever you work is not your source. Your source is God Almighty. And when we call out to God and we ask God's provision, we are saying, Lord, I'm relying upon you. And that's part of the tithing process, but that's another sermon. And then we say, I don't know if we should pray for the protection of God. Well, my goodness. Jesus taught us to pray in the Lord's Prayer and deliver us from the evil one. It seemed like Jabez is just having a, a forerunner prayer of the Lord's Prayer. And everything he's saying that we need to pray for, Jesus reiterated that in the New Testament. And uh, folks, there is not one thing wrong with saying, Lord, would you deliver me from evil? And if you're going through some very, very difficult times right now, it's okay. Pray, God, set me free from this. Does God hear me? Look at chapter 4, same chapter, verse 10, the end of the verse. Let me, let me, let me read, read the whole verse. Jabez cried out to the God of Israel, Oh, that you would bless me and enlarge my territory. Let your hand be with me. Keep me from harm so that I will be free from pain. And look at this. And God granted his request. Mm. And God granted his request. Those five words changed Jabez's life and destiny. Those five words took him from a life of pain to a life of blessing. He had faith when he prayed that God would hear him. And the result of his prayer is that God not only heard him, but God granted his request. Does God hear you? Absolutely. God wants to bless you. Have you asked him? God wants to provide. Have you asked him? God wants to have his hand upon you. Have you asked him? He wants to protect you from the evil one. Have you asked him? And some of you might say, yeah, I ask, and I, I'm still in the same situation. Folks, the beginning of receiving from God is faith. But God's timing is always perfect. And he grows us through pain. Remember when you were adolescent and you had growing pains and your knees hurt and your ankles hurt and everything hurt and, you know, and, and growing pains and, and all of a sudden you say, well, that, okay, it, I, I get it. James said in the word that, that we're going to be better on the other side. Boy, that's hard when you're going through it. I mentioned last week, I'm going through two things right now. I'm praying about it. I haven't seen the answer yet. It hurts. But I have faith to believe that God hears me. And he's going to answer me. And he's working out the details. And especially if you're praying for someone else, God's got to work. Oh. Have you ever met stubborn people? And God's got to work on them. 
Give God time. Pastor Dan, that's a cop-out. Call it what you want. I don't know. And after God granted his request, look at verse 11. Kelub, Shuha's brother, was the father of Meher, who was the father of Eshton, and Eshton was the father of Beth, Rapha, Paseyeth, and Tehinah, the father of Ur, Nahash. And these were the men of Rekah, the sons of Kenaz. It goes right back. Begat, 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 begat. And right in the middle of that whole list, there was a man who dared to pray for God's blessing. I want God's blessing in my life. I want God's provision. I want God's hand on me. I want God's protection. And we see that God granted his request. Isn't that awesome? Isn't that awesome? Wes, I'd like you to bring your team up, would you please? And, and, and I want to... I I want to pray. Some of you might sit here and say, Pastor Dan, that's, that's kind of pushing the, the border of, I don't know, name it, claim it. Come on, man, if it's in God's Word. I think we, we strive so far from those who might pray for, you know, a, a new... No, does anybody here have a speedboat? A new speed? Maybe you do, I don't know. We, 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 we go so far from saying those way out there things that, that we forget that God promises to bless us. He still promises to bless and provide and protect. And His hand wants to be on us. He's a personal God. He loves us. He cares for us. Your situation is not without God being seeing it. He knows what you're going through. So folks, if you want God's blessing in your life, if you want God's blessing, if you want God to bless your children, your family. Would you stand? And just so I don't embarrass anybody, how about everybody stand up? Pastor Dan, I don't see any other scriptures where it says you can pray for God to bless you. Really? Ask, and it shall be given. Seek, and you shall find. Knock, and the door shall be opened to you. If that's not bless me, I don't know what is. I want God's blessing. I want God's blessing in my life. I want to see my son blessed. 
my daughter-in-law blessed and that baby inside of her. I want that baby to be blessed. You want God's blessing? Bless my... Rachel, I just looked at you. Now is a good time that you ask God to bless your future husband. Because he's alive. He's out there somewhere. Ask God to bless him. Keep him pure. Keep him pure for you. And I, pray, I prayed that. I prayed that about Marcia. Lord, I don't know who she is. I don't know who's out there. But I pray your blessing upon her. And I pray that she will be pure. And folks, if you're, if you're not pure and you gave your life to Jesus, how about we do this from this day forward? From this day forward? From this day forward? Father, we thank you today for your love. We thank you for the word of God. We thank you that you hear us. We open our heart to you. Lord, help us in these areas. God, we need your blessing. We need your hand to be upon us. We need your provision. We need your protection. It all comes from you. So, Lord, we submit our lives and our hearts to you. And today, Lord, I pray for my brothers and sisters, those that are hurting, those going through life, those going through difficulties right now. Lord, that they would see the hand of the Lord upon their life. The hand of the Lord. God, would you reach out and touch them and help them and encourage them today. For our strength is in the Lord. You are our source. We trust you today. Your will be done. And we thank you for this. In Jesus' name. Quickly, how many of you need God to bless your home. Let me see your hand. How many of you need God to help you with your finances? How many of you are sick in body and need the healing power of God? How many of you are fighting demonic activity? Do you need God to help you and give you strength? That's what this is all about. God help me. God help me. Jabez is relying on the power of God rather than himself. You've been listening to a sermon from Louisville First Assembly. For more information, visit www.firstagonline.com. That's www.firstagonline.com.